So this morning we're going to be looking at a very small book of the Bible, Philemon in the New Testament. We're going to have it up on the screen for you, so if you want to follow along in the New Testament version that I'll be reading as it says on the screen. So that's Philemon chapter 1, verses 1 to 25. If you're in the church Bibles, that's 1,202 As I say, I will be reading New Testament version, which will be on the screen. So Philemon, chapter 1, page 1202. So this is a letter from Paul to a guy named Philemon. And here we go. Verse 1. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus and Timothy, our brother. To my Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker. Also to Apphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers, because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is as none other than Paul, an old man, and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus, that I appeal to you for my son Anisimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly, he was useless to you, but now he has become useful both to you and to me. I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to have kept him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I'm in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent, so that any favour you do would not seem forced but would be voluntary. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord. So if you considered me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back, not to mention that you owe me your very self. I do wish, brother that I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I ask. And one more thing. Prepare a guest room for me because I hope to be restored to you in answer to your prayers. If Aphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greetings, and so do Mark, Aristarchus, Damas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sarah, thank you so much for reading for us. Now to begin with, 
I'm going to lead us in a short prayer. So let's just pray and uh, let's uh, speak to God. Father God, thank you uh, that you are a speaking God. Thank you that you've made yourself known. Uh, Please help us to listen now and to learn more of Jesus. Amen. Uh, Here is a question uh, for us. Maybe we can uh, turn to the person next to us. Uh, What kind of things cause friendships or relationships to break down? What things do people do that might hurt or upset us? So uh, just turn to the person next to you, uh, 15 seconds or so. Uh, What kind of things do people do that make us sad or upset? That's probably enough time for a deeper meaningful already, especially if you don't know the person sitting next to you. And what kind of answers? What things uh, might make a friendship break down, yeah? Lies. If someone lies to us, that can be really hard and hurtful, yes? Murdering would certainly bring a friendship to an end. <laughs> uh, yes? Yeah, hurting someone, uh, yep. Yeah, hurting their feelings. They might, you can hurt someone physically. You can hurt someone's uh, feelings. Uh, one more. Yes, one more. Yeah, yeah. I didn't quite catch that. Being mean to someone. Yeah, they, they could all make friendships uh, end, couldn't they? And this morning, uh, we're thinking about how Christians, how followers of Jesus Christ should live together, even uh, when we hurt one another or wrong each other. Uh, We're looking at this letter uh, from Paul encouraging someone to welcome another Christian even after they've been wronged by them. And the first thing uh, we see is Jesus' grace transforms us. Jesus' grace transforms us. So let's just uh, remind ourselves what's going on. Uh, Let's have the Apostle Paul up here. Caleb, you will do as our Apostle Paul. Excellent. Here we go. Uh, Great, so we've got the Apostle Paul, and um, he's in prison. So, uh, do you want to pop that on? He's in prison. There we go. He's in prison, and uh, he's now an old man as well. You might spot that in verse 9. So, why don't you sit down? Why don't you sit down, the Apostle Paul? You're an old man, um, in prison, nearing the end of his life. And, uh, And he writes this letter to Philemon. You see, Aphia, Archippus, and the church that meet in their house. But it's mostly to Philemon. So um, uh, Philemon, let's have you up here. Uh, Philemon, Zach, that's you. No, not you, Nate. Nate, not yet. Uh, Okay, Philemon, uh, you're quite wealthy. Let me give you some money. There we go. You stand over there. Don't spend it all at once. Okay, Philemon. Philemon's over there. Uh, Pretty rich, pretty rich. Um, He even has slaves, which was normal back then. And Philemon is a Christian. In fact, he became a Christian through Paul, okay? Uh, you can see that at verse 19. Uh, Paul says Philemon owes him his very self. He means he came to know Jesus through Paul telling him about Jesus. And then finally, we've got Onesimus. Onesimus, this is, here we go. Onesimus, great. You couldn't afford a haircut as a slave. So that is, okay, there we go. Just, okay, so we've got uh, Paul, Philemon, Onesimus, okay. Onesimus is a slave, um, His name was quite a normal name for a slave. It actually just means useful. But he has been pretty useless. Uh, Now, I wonder what he might have done. If you look down to verse 18, we might spot how he's done wrong to Philemon. He he owes him something. It seems Onesimus, actually, he's been a, a pretty rubbish worker to begin with. But now he's stolen 
from Philemon and he's run away. He run away? No, this way, run this way, because you have to bump into someone. Run this. He runs away, runs away, and who does he bump into? Who does he bump into but Paul? So he's run away. And Onesimus, he hears the good news about Jesus, and he becomes a Christian. So if you look down to verse 10, Paul says he became his son while he was in chains. And then just look at the next verse, verse 11, and and see what Paul says. We can see it on the screen. Formerly, he, that's Onesimus, formerly he was useless to you, Philemon, but now he has become useful both to you and to me. He has gone from being useless to so useful to Paul that that Paul would love to keep him. Uh, He'd love to keep him with him, but he knows he has to send him back. And so he sends Onesimus with this letter to Philemon. Thank you. Um, you can take a seat. I'll probably use you again in a bit. Grab it. Thank you. There we go. There we go. Okay. You see, Onesimus, he was once useless, but now, because of Jesus' grace, he has become massively useful, just like his name. And we're going to play a quick game to see how useful we think certain things are. It's the useless or useful quiz. Uh, so we've got to work out what each thing is, uh, what it's used for, and then we're going to vote on whether it's useful or useless. We're pretty clear on the rules. It's fairly simple. Okay, so um, we'll have picture number one. There we go. Any idea what this is? Anyone? When I know it's a big see-through ball. I know that, but... Um, go on. Oh, don't tell me. Yeah, okay. Well done. Well, it is a Campbell Stokes sunshine recorder. I don't have any prizes. I'm sorry. It's used to measure how much sunlight there is. Okay. Hands up for useful. Hands up for useful. You have to vote for one of these. Hands up for useful. Okay, hands up for useless. About 50-50. Okay, Campbellsteak sunshine recorder. Okay, brilliant. Let's go to picture number two. What are these? Anyone? No, don't answer. (laughs) One person here knows. Yes, anyone? Yes, go on, tell us what they are. They are they're knife rests or cutlery rests, okay? They're, they're so that you can put your knife on it and you don't get your lovely tablecloth all dirty, okay? Maybe you have them in a drawer somewhere. Um, hands up for useful. Hands up for useless. Okay, yeah, that's why we don't use them that much. Okay, picture three. Been, uh, picture three. Oh, any idea what these are? What could they be for? Mm, you might use them if you have a small baby or child in your house. Any ideas? Someone, yeah, mate. They're not new baby hospital vans. They look like they could be. They are door silencers. You can put them over door handles to stop doors slamming shut so you can open doors uh, quietly, okay? So you can creep into uh, a child's room and not wake them. Hands up for useful. Hands up for useless. Uh, a lot of people sitting on the fence on that one. Okay, final one, final one. What is this? <laughs> Just interesting. Any ideas what that could be? Uh, yeah, any ideas for under 10s? Any under 10s know what that is? Any ideas? No, anyone over the age of... T- uh, we know, it's a VHS tape, isn't it? For watching videos. Hands up for useful. Some retro lovers. Uh, useless. 
It's not so useful anymore, is it? Okay, okay. Um, but Onesimus, remember, his name means useful, but he had been useless. So Onesimus, let's get you back up here again. You've had a haircut, that's fine. You can leave your hair, that's fine. It, it's like Onesimus. You're going to hold that on your head. I'll, I'll use an elastic band. Hold that on. Use your hands. There we go. Let's see if this works. It's a very high-tech device. There we go. Okay. Okay. So it, it's like Onesimus had been utterly useless. A big, big failure. Actually, if you, if you ran away as a slave back then, you would have an F branded on you. An F for fugitive in Latin. But when Onesimus trusted in Jesus, he became useful. He was able to serve God by serving Paul. He became really helpful. Is this going to work? There we go. Very patient. Excellent. Good. So I have to use my own children so I don't damage anyone else's. Okay. He becomes, he becomes helpful. He becomes actually part of the family. There, I'll hold it up. Part of the family. Uh, I think we can sit down, otherwise no one's going to listen to what I'm saying. Good. Uh, in, in Colossians 4, uh, Paul talks about Onesimus, our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. Or if we look down to verse 12, Paul says, in sending Onesimus back to Philemon, he's sending his very heart. Uh, but what's, what has brought about this change? How has Onesimus been transformed from useless to useful. Well, can you spot, or maybe you remember hearing the word at the beginning and end of this letter? It comes in verse 3 and verse 25. It begins with the letter G. It begins with the letter G, a little word that comes right at the beginning, right at the end. Grace. grace. Yes, brilliant. Thank you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ tops and tails this letter. But what is Grace. Well, it is Jesus' undeserved kindness. It is Jesus giving us good when we deserve to be punished. We deserve God's anger for rejecting his good rule. But Jesus went to the cross so we might be forgiven and given eternal life. He gives us good by bearing the penalty for us. He takes the cost on himself. And Jesus' grace, it transforms Onesimus from being useless to useful. Uh, but there's another change as well. It also transforms Onesimus from being a slave to a brother. And so it leaves us the question, how will Philemon react? And will he welcome him? Excellent, excellent. So uh, we've seen, haven't we, Jesus' grace, his undeserved kindness... Uh, transforms us. And secondly, Jesus' grace transforms our relationships. Onesimus has been transformed from a runaway slave into a beloved brother. But how is Philemon going to react? Well, maybe we noticed as we were listening to the letter being read out that Paul doesn't directly tell Philemon what to do, does he? So at verse 4, we can see on the screen... He says, I always thank my God as I remember you, Philemon, in my prayers because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. That your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's 
people. It's a great prayer, isn't it? But it raises the question, if we share the same trust in Jesus, what should it look like? How is it effective? If we partner together in following Jesus, what difference does it make? Well, we welcome one another because of Jesus' grace. Uh, So Philemon, how's he going to treat Onesimus? Is he going to brand him? Is he going to imprison him? Is he going to kill him? He was allowed to do most of those things. Well, unsurprisingly, Paul says no. He says, verse 15, perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever. No longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He's very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord. So if you consider me a partner a fellow Christian, welcome him as you would welcome me. Now, here's here's an interesting question. Anyone here ever got angry with a brother or a sister or a child or a parent? Anyone here ever got angry with a brother, a sister, a child or a parent? I don't believe you if you haven't got your hand up. Uh, Hands down, hands down. It can be hard, can't it? Uh, Living with people when we wrong each other and hurt each other. But people who love Jesus live differently. Uh, We're partners together. Uh, So Philemon, he is to welcome someone who was his enemy like he's welcoming his best friend. Uh, Back then, to welcome a slave as a family member, as a friend, as an equal, as a partner. It was unheard of. It was crazy. But it shows us just how amazing Jesus' grace is. Uh, Now, most of us, I I guess, know that oil and water don't mix. Uh, They just don't get along. They're, They're not friends. So this is the limit of my kind of science abilities, okay? So oil and water, we know that they just... Uh, won't mix. So let's see if this works. Let's see if this works. Put some of that in there and some of this in here. And then, is it going to work? In fact, we pour it both. There we go. There we go. It ha- there we go. They, they just even, can you see that? Maybe you can see Even if you give them a good start, is this where it's going to go horribly wrong? No, there we go. I'm not making too much of a mess. Now, now, to get oil and water to, to be friends, to, to mix, um, you could try things like surfactants or emulsifiers or nanoparticles, but I don't have any of them, uh, and they don't actually last uh, that long, do they? Uh, how do we make them uh, mix? How do we kind of make them friends, reconcile them? Well, I reckon maybe the easiest thing to do would be to transform oil into water. Steve, do you want to pass me um, transformation? There we go. And then, I reckon they're going to mix a lot better. There we go. There is no surprises there. That is GCSE science at its best. There we go. You see, Jesus' grace, it, it transforms us. It changes us. It changes us, and it changes our relationships. Uh, Jesus' grace shows we all need forgiveness We all need his love. We all need him to die in our place. And the Bible says if we trust in Jesus, we're washed clean. We're made a new person by his death on the cross. 
And that means we become partners with every other Christian. We're one with them. We're the same as them. So the church is a level playing field. When we trust in Jesus, we're, we're radically joined to one another. And we're all equal partners in Jesus. And we love one another because of Jesus' grace. Uh, so just listen to how Jesus describes the new self in Colossians 3. This is, this is who Jesus transforms us into. Again, we can see on the screen here, there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Uh, so Paul, Philemon, Onesimus, you and me, if we're trusting in, in Jesus, we're all on Team Jesus now. So, of course, Philemon should welcome Onesimus. And we get a little reminder why in verse 18. I wonder if you spotted that. If he, Onesimus, has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back. So um, let's have Onesimus back up one last time. This is courting controversy. Here we go. One last time. And uh, we'll have Paul as well. We'll have Paul. Okay, so just imagine if he did steal Philemon's gold and, and he, he ran off with it. You're going to run off a long way. And um, keep going, keep going. Well done. He, he runs off with it. You can keep going. You can keep, and he spends it all. You're going to go and spend it. Go, you can give it to Dave or Chris. They'll spend They'll help. Go on. There we go, there we go, there we go. He, he, spends, he can't pay it back. He, he can't pay it back. But it's like Paul steps in and he offers to pay the debt. Uh, he will give Philemon. You can go and give it to Philemon. Thank you, Paul. Uh, thank you, Onesimus. You can take a seat as well. There we go. He pays off. He pays off the debt. And so it's very like Jesus, isn't it? We can get the next slide up. Uh, at the cross, Jesus pays the debt we owe. Uh, we can't pay it. And he pays it so we can be brought back to God and back to one another. See, Jesus' grace, it transforms our relationships. People who love Jesus live differently. We love one another. Uh, so next time we hear about transformers, uh, just remember, who's, the, who's this again? Can, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Yeah, yeah. Optimus Prime, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, next time we, we, we think about Transformers, don't think of Optimus Prime, but we can think of, here we go, Onesimus Prime. That is what the internet tells me Onesimus looks like. Uh, we remember Jesus' grace transforms us, and Jesus' grace transforms our relationships. We can probably have enough of Onesimus Prime now. As we close, following Jesus, it is costly. Do you remember Paul's in prison? He offers to pay off Onesimus' debt. Philemon has to forgive. But it's just living out who we are in Jesus. As Paul says to the whole church in Colossae. We have it on the screen again. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Now, I don't always find it easy. I guess you don't too. Uh, we need God's help, don't we? And we also need to help one another. Uh, this little letter uh, to Philemon. It is to Philemon, but the whole church are listening in. 
They all need to know it too. That we need to help one another love each other well. So next time someone upsets us or hurts us in church, let's remember this little letter to Philemon. And crucially, let's remember Jesus' transforming grace. We're now partners in Jesus and we have every good thing in him. Let me lead us in prayer again as we close. Father God, thank you so much for the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for his undeserved, overwhelming kindness to us. Thank you for how we see that most clearly at the cross, where he pays what we owe. Please help us to live in the light of that grace and to show it with one another, that we would welcome one another, even when we have wronged one another, because we're now partners in Jesus. In his name and for your glory we pray. Amen.